Go in your Bible to the book of Psalms, chapter number 8. I know on the screen it probably says 8, 1 through 8, but let's, uh, we'll do something a little bit different here. Psalms chapter 8, your testimony is important. That's right, your testimony is important. Oh, preacher, I ain't got nothing to say. Your testimony is important. There ain't another person in the whole planet exactly like you. And all the wives go, Whew. <laughs> Your testimony is important. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength. Because of thine enemies, that thou might still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you've crowned him with glory and honor." You made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things under his feet. Now go to verse 9. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, just for a few minutes, we ask and pray, God, that you would anoint me to be able to speak your word. God, you would heighten the awareness and the acuteness of every person of their, of their knowing and their knowledge and what they're going to be able to glean today. And, Lord, it would not fall upon hard ground and, and Lord, be cast underfoot and trod underfoot. But, God, it fall upon good ground and soft ground, Lord, that would remain and fruit would happen in their life. We pray, God, that you would quieten every baby, Lord, every person that would have the opportunity to be able to hear for God, you want to do a work in people's lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. A major victory was won by the Allied forces during World War II. And in that major victory that was won, only one American soldier died in this major conflict. All of America was rejoicing about this. A major battle, and only one person on the American side, on the Allied forces side, only one person died. Every newspaper had that as the heading. But yet, in Dallas, Texas, there was one family that was heartbroken because it was their son that had perished. And if you'd walked into their house, that in the same newspaper would have been there and it would have had the same heading and it would have rejoiced that only one person died, but it really hit home in that one household. Every person is important. Every person. Jesus died for all, but Jesus died for each. Everyone, everyone, everyone. The greatest sermon that the Lord Jesus ever preached, he preached it to one guy, a man by the name of Nicodemus. 
And possibly the greatest book in the Bible is a book of John. And perhaps the greatest chapter in that book is John chapter 3. And the greatest verse in that chapter is John chapter 3 verse 16. And that whole sermon was preached to one person. When Jesus preached the sermon about living water, he did not preach that at a conference somewhere. It wasn't a room full of preachers that he preached that to. It was one woman outside of the city of Sychar. And that woman heard that initial sermon on living water. One person. When Jesus was going to Jerusalem to die on a cross for the sins of all humanity, he stopped for one guy, blind Bartimaeus, alongside the roadside, crying out for help. He had heard about Jesus, and he knew that Jesus was coming that way, and he cried out, and the disciples tried to stop him, but he cried out more, and Jesus stopped where he was and healed that man of that blindness. One man, and he's on his way, the Lord Jesus is, to pay the sin debt of all humanity, and he has time to stop for one guy. One guy, one guy. When Jesus told us and taught us about giving, I'm going to ask that the little girl be seated, please. Thank you very much. When Jesus talked about giving, what he done was he used one widow woman who was willing to give all that she had, and that woman for 2,000 years has been applauded and lauded because of her willingness to give, and Jesus pointed that one woman out. One teenage boy. And you could finish that sentence. Took a rock and a sling. One boy. Not the whole army. One boy changed the course of a nation. Every person is important. Thank God. Sunday school teacher, when you're in your class and you see that snotty-nosed kid in your class and he's licking that top lip and you're about ready to... Oh, my word. That kid is worth more than all the wealth of the world, so says Jesus. That's what he says. I preached last week over at Fairfield, and I was honored to have uh, Logan. He helped out and led the service, and Steve up church, he preached the sermon. And I was over at Fairfield, and after the sermon was over, uh, uh, Marty Masterson came up to me, and he said, Preacher, I think every Sunday school teacher ought to realize that it's possible that they could have the next Billy Graham or the next D.L. Moody sitting in that classroom. I believe things like that. I really do. Oh, well, here it is. Time to teach a class. Teacher, you ain't got any idea the potential that is sitting in that class. That's like 400 years ago where the teacher, and I can't think of his name, the professor, every, every time he went into the classroom filled with the students, he would tip his hat in honor of the nobility that was sitting before him. And these were all teenage boys. But one of them was Martin Luther that led the German Reformation. So you ain't got any idea, teachers, 
who may be sitting in your class. That's right. That's right. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Wednesday night, I had two things during the course of the service that was said that I wrote down. One of these on this night, this day is going to be the testimony, a cardboard testimony service. How many's never seen a cardboard testimony service before in all your life? How many wouldn't raise your hand no matter what I said? <laughs> Carol Bass said these words, and I wrote them down. We need to have a lifetime of testimony. Hear, hear. A lifetime of testimony. A lifetime of living, trying to be an encouragement to others and living the way God would want us to live. That's why every time I hear about a teenager or a younger than that coming to Jesus, that really sets my heart on fire because I know that God is getting the whole life. And now they have a whole lifetime of being able to have and give a testimony of what God has done in their life. Preacher, it'd be too much of a sacrifice for me to ever give my testimony. That's when God is well pleased. We find that in the Bible. That word well pleased linked together. I ain't mentioned very many times in the Bible. About four. And every time it deals with sacrifice. Philippians 4.18, it deals with sacrifice. Hebrews 13.15 deals with sacrifice when well-pleasing is used. Hebrews 13.21, sacrifice when well-pleasing is used. Colossians 3.20, sacrifice. Preacher, my testimony doesn't count. I'm not that important. God never sees things the way we see things. One more quote on Wednesday night. Fred Mooney said this, and I wrote it down. I'm convinced that God is all about the little things. So am I. So am I. I see it more and more and more and more and more and more and more. The little things. In Proverbs, and I want you to go there, you're in Psalms, just keep going and you'll run into Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 30. And I preached a message a long time ago on God's four evangelists. But I never really thought of it like this until after that Wednesday night service. Proverbs chapter 30, starting with verse number 24. Are you there? There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The rabbits are a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet go they forth all them by bands. The spider takes hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. If God would look at your garden, he would not be looking at the corn or the green beans or the tomatoes or the squash or the potatoes, potatoes. 
God will be looking at the ants that's crawling around in your garden. So says the book of Proverbs. I'm convinced God is all about the little things. We never are, but God is. If God looks at the field, it's not the green grass or the rock formations or the wheat that is there uh, whipping in the wind of the field. No, God looks at the rabbits. God looks at little things. If God looks at the sky, it's not the blazing sun or the beautiful sunset or even the clouds that's passing by. How many as a kid laid out in the yard and watched the clouds as they passed by and said, well, that looks like Rock Hudson. <laughs> How many ever did that? Maybe not the Rock Hudson thing, but, you know, that looks like somebody. And all the kids going, Rock who? Rocky? No. God ain't seen any of that. God looks at the locust that's flying in a swarm. I'm convinced God is all about the little things. When God looks at the king's palace, it's not the king in all his royalty. It's not the queen. It's not the prince. And it's not the princesses that he's looking at. He's looking at the spider. I'm convinced God is into little things. He observes the little. Each one of you, you're so very important to the Lord Jesus. Each one of your testimonies is so very important to the Lord Jesus. And you know, one of the reasons why is because ain't nobody got your testimony. Ain't nobody got your testimony. We're all as varied as there are sands of the seashore and stars in the heavens. Ain't no two of them alike. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. I mean, what other, what other bank president do you know that's got the beat like Walt does? Huh? Be able to play the drums. That's part of, that would be part of his testimony. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The base things of the world and things which are despised has God chosen. And things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Why does God do this? Here it is that no flesh should glory in his presence. God gets the glory. I've had more than one person tell me, Mark Shell, if you can pastor a church, I think I can pastor a church. Well, what are they saying? They're saying, you don't have any charisma, you don't have any hair, your teeth need to be fixed, you got all these things going wrong, and if God could use you, God could surely use me. That's what they're saying. And I never take offense by that. I'm not the best Christian in this room. I'm not the best looking guy in this room, second best looking. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the wisest guy, none of that. But I know God has chosen me and called me to preach and pastor this church. So 
I don't have to be the smartest, the best looking, most talented, any of that, any of that. Just got to do what God's called me to do. Amen. We're going to have something today that we have been maybe four years ago we've done this. I want those that's going to be in the cardboard testimony for all of them to get ready right now. And while they're getting ready, let me make another announcement. If you're here as a believer and never been water baptized, you should be. And this coming Sunday in my office, we will be having a baptism class and go over some things that you need to know. So uh, you be here at 9 o'clock tomorrow or next, uh, next Sunday, and we will do exactly that. I'm convinced that God... It's all about the little things. Little things are important. How many knows on the Titanic how many binoculars there was on board the Titanic? One. I think the second, first captain or the second captain owned them. That's it. That's it. Little things mean a lot. How many knows that the the apparatus that they used that was on a rope that they let down into the water to bring that up and then be able to measure the temperature of the water, they went to use that. Huh. It's too short. They'd never been on a ship that size. So they just brought it back up and didn't measure the temperature of the water. Little things mean a lot. I've used this time and time again. I've said some things in my life that was little bitty and they've meant a great deal. When I said, will you marry me? Little things that mean a lot. Boy, do they ever. I've said, I do. Little things mean a lot. I said, call mom up and said, mom, it's a boy. Little things mean a lot. Called mom up two years later and said, Mom, it's a girl. Little things mean a lot. And then one time I asked Jesus to be my Savior. Just a few words. Little things mean a lot. Thank God. Thank God. Let's bow our heads, please. Father, we're thankful, dear God, for your awesomeness in our life. Thankful for your rich in mercy. Thank God for that. And whosoever cries out unto you, you will save. We're thankful, Lord Jesus, for this day. Thankful for the men and women, the, the children as well that played a part in this today. God bless them especially this week for that. We thank, we're thankful for that. And Lord, help us to do just like Carol Best said, that that testimony is something that needs to be lived year-round. Year-round. A lifetime. A lifetime full of testimony. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Where would I be? You only know. I'm glad to see through eyes and love. Hope is king. Empty place, if not for grace, where would I?
our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.